All right. Good afternoon and happy Tuesday. Welcome to another episode of Crypto with English. So today's theme is finding your why in the Web3 and blockchain spaces, especially for rising female entrepreneurs. So, you know, women entrepreneurs in the age of blockchain, they're rapidly on the rise. However, where does one start given so many moving parts in Web3? So whether that's creating dApps, whether it's NFTs, whether it's, you know, metaverse platforms, whether it's, you know, cryptocurrency tokens and, you know, being part of ICOs, where do female entrepreneurs start in this space? Because it's not simply all just Bitcoin and Ethereum. There are so many things going on right now. And actually, one can make the argument that NFTs and metaverse are going to be occupying the lion's share of the dialogue and the focus, you know, in this space. So, Again, thank you all for joining us today. I'd like to warmly welcome Sharon Noller. She is the founder of the Crypto Media Group, also the founder of many other tech companies and startups across the EU and the US. She's a vast and substantial history of accomplishments, including making a solid name and reputation for herself within the Fortune 500 space, as well as being an entrepreneur, consultant, and founder across many companies, especially in tech. So one of the standout accolades of hers, and we can kind of get into the weeds about this, is that she was one of the first women to fully own and run a cryptocurrency exchange. So today we're going to get into the nuances and the landscape of women entrepreneurs in this space and discuss how can they go ahead and launch their own projects and where to start. Because like I mentioned, there's so many moving parts. And by the way, a lot of the statistical data you know, shows that largely tech web three is mostly occupied by men at this point as far as founders and co-founders and you know co-founding teams and stuff like that so we're going to really discuss the pathways for women and women entrepreneurs to enter the space with them with a better and clearer vision objective and kind of you know get into some of the i guess you could say suggestions advice and you know configurations behind it so sharon thank you very much for coming on today thank you for having me <laughs> I'm excited to be here. You and me both. So what was the reason or what was your why when you created the crypto media group? Now, I know when we had our first call, we touched on uh, some of the issues and, you know, some of the considerations and, you know, some of the practical realities of things, too. So um, if you could please expand on that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the there's the consulting side of it. Right. But there is also the educational side of it. Uh, which I think we see more and more um, come up and there is a need for this. Um, and this is also the only way that I see people, you know, even entering the space. It's just by educating themselves. Um, we have to understand that all of this is new to so many people. And you can see just within the past year, like what NFTs did for this entire space and how you see people just make the transition or the shift in their career just by having even six months or a year experience in the space, even if it's just, you know, launching a, a project or just buying and selling. Um, right. And there's so many people that are just entering the space just by educating themselves. And so that's something that the crypto media group is pushing forward, um, how to educate, where to educate, which um, industries to educate on what products 
um, because it's not just sending people and saying, hey, go learn about blockchain, you know? Who cares about that, right. for example? It's what can I do with this? How does right. this apply to my industry? How can I be a part of it? How can I take my set of skills that I currently have and, you know, use that within the space? Maybe I can do some sort of shift. So it's right. beyond right. just saying, hey, come to my website and go on my course. It's actually really breaking it down um, and I push a lot of uh, women in the space, women in blockchain um, and not just women that came from the tech space, but also yes. women who maybe are artists or maybe they're social media influencers. Why can they not, you know, translate that into web three, right? They can right. be uh, um, doing everything on Twitter and in the discords, and they can also design for certain projects and how to market certain things. And a lot of things that are relevant in web two are still relevant in web three. So there right. really is, um, you know, a lot of similarity there. Um, so that's kind of my main goal for the crypto media group. And then obviously being able to, um, advise, consult, um, on the business development side, strategy, go to market. Um, cause that's a huge issue as well. I mean, you have all of these, uh, companies or startups that are coming and they're looking for investors, right? Everybody's looking for somebody to invest in them in this space right now. But what does that even mean? Like, what does your product even do? Who is your target audience? How are you going to go to market? Which tools um, that are available right now for marketing in the space are you going to use? Um, so, so basically, that that that's what the crypto media group um, does. Got it. And I remember when you and I spoke, you mentioned a uh, particular anecdote, maybe, and you know, which kind of almost reveals and also maybe outwardly hide, hides an issue. So when we spoke, you mentioned one anecdote where you'd speak with other women and discuss cryptocurrency. And the answer you seem to have received a lot was, I'm not, that's not really kind of my wheelhouse, but that's something, you know, the boyfriend or the husband is into or handles. Yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously we got into it the way that we did and I, I have no issues saying it here as well. Um, I yeah. think that, you know, a lot of the hype around how the NFTs, uh, you know, moved so fast was obviously um, dominated by male ego and the way that they perceived the space, right? And I think you also see today, right, a year, six months later, most projects, okay, I'm not going to say all, but most projects, you see that they're slowly starting to come down in value and that the community is not all what you thought it was. But then right. you see projects like what we were talking about that I'm a part of, like All Stars Women. We haven't even launched the NFT yet, but just the community and the group that's behind it. And these are women that are some of them are not in the space at all and want to get into the space. And yeah. some of them are very heavily in the space. And you just see like the interaction here. There was a, a Metaverse Fashion Week. Oh, can you get me a dress? Yeah, I'm doing the design for Forever 21. And then send me your wallet. And then boom, boom, boom. And like everything happens so fast. You know what I mean? And it's something that it's appealing to us and it's empowering us. And I think it's also important to note that you know, people always talk about this gender gap and there's not enough women in the space. Well, you know, maybe there's not enough women in the space because it's not it's, it's not a space they see themselves in. And so Web3 is also creating this space for us, you know, and we see investing differently. We don't want to invest in a picture of a monkey, maybe. Maybe we don't see anything right. in that. Okay, for example, 
Um, we and and to be honest, if you look at you know all of the the most successful men in the world, behind them always stands a strong woman. From you yeah. know people in in governments to, to 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 everybody that you see on Wall Street, and they advise with their wives, they advise with their girlfriends, fiancés, whatever, moms, yeah. whatever. And there is something that you cannot take away from a woman, and that's intuition. And I think that you know for generations, we never taught women about this space we never taught them you know about financials or how to invest or to even think about that what does that mean right what 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 does that even mean and i think that you know all of the nfts basically took investing and 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 brought it to the younger generation or made it i guess uh simpler or easier for people um to even get in or to sort of understand and then now I think that the projects that are dominating the space um, are the ones that cater to this this new generation, these uh, types of females, or you know these types of, of of people that are are looking for you know that to make sense to them or to understand or that want to educate themselves. So this is an opportunity in the world to to break all of the stigmas, to really understand, to really educate yourself. So again, I'm going to go back to the first point. If you spend the time to educate yourself, to understand, to see where you fit in in the space, you will 100% succeed. You'll be fulfilled and and you'll you'll advance and not slowly, yes. but but very fast. Um, and then to add on top of that, everything that you know from from you know the world before that, that just boosts it up because there's some people who got into the space but have no experience in corporate America, for example, before that. So I have women that have a ton of experience in terms of, you know, creating startups and, and maybe getting to unicorn status and et cetera, et cetera. But then they can 100% translate that into web three. And then you have like, you know, a a killing machine. Right. Um, So that's, uh, that's how I see it. And that's, and actually you raised some good, some good points just now. So let's talk about intuition. So, you know, when NFTs first started gaining prominence as far as, you know, news coverage and just people's interest like a year and a half, two years ago, you know, things like Board Ape Yacht Club, for instance, like if I was sitting around with my guy friends and we were like, you know, cracking open some beers and whatnot, we would probably find that very funny and entertaining. And it would, in a, in a weird way, it would make sense to us like, oh, yeah, it's, it's a cartoon monkey. Yeah, let's, let's go get it. You know, like hypothetically speaking. Have and- you seen their pitch deck that was leaked? No, no. Tell me. You know what? The the first sentence or one of the first sentences on there where it says like, yeah, and our members uh, were a part of, you know, such and such an event where our first one was where uh, we all drew dicks on the wall in the bathroom. Well, I'm definitely not going to do that now. great community. And this is what they're like, and I don't know how many people caught that. And I can send it to you if you want. Yeah, please, by all means. I posted it on, on... on my LinkedIn, but literally this is what they are selling. I'm still in shock that all of these main exchanges listed their token. I mean, obviously, you know, we're going into everything finance, Wall Street, you know, how to value it, a company, right. et cetera, et cetera. Okay, great, amazing, you know, but again, this is in typical fashion, uh, what a male dominated world would do or would see as, you know, a way to, to invest. And this is what kind of, I think, the females are trying to break. 
And sure, sure. I think that we are trying to say, that's fine. We do understand what you're saying. We do understand financials. We do want to invest as well, but I think we're going to make, you know, smarter investments. And here you see all of these projects that are coming out and that are female run, or you see a lot of um, big companies in the space that they are actually hiring uh, females um, for top positions. Um, right. So I think we are seeing that shift because it's it's very clear. Um, we don't want your douchebag energy like running our company. Right. We want right. someone with experience. We want someone with insight. We want someone who's intuitive, and we want someone you know that can merge the 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 two worlds, um, the creative yeah. side of it, but also yeah, we do understand the financial side of it and how to merge that and and um, and get those products to market. So actually, in comparison to what a lot of, you know, other people are saying in the industry, okay, maybe we're not getting the full representation yet that we'd like to, but we're for sure getting there. And it shows. I mean, when you compare and you see the work that, you know, one does against the other, our work speaks for itself. So I don't really need to prove anything because here it is. You see it. And right. and, and I'm telling you, we see it on a, on a day-to-day basis, And I see it in you know, when I go and I consult and I advise and, you know, I have, I obviously have male colleagues and partners and, and just the way even the room is, you know, when you explain something in certain areas. Yeah. Um, and it's funny also, you know, I, I had a, this conversation today and I say this all the time, even, you know, how men and women think or process or how they react when they don't understand something, right? So, this is something funny too, right? So yeah. if I say something to, to a man and he doesn't understand or he feels, you know, stupid, for example, yeah. he'll shut me down because he doesn't want to feel that. But if a man says that to another man, right? I can say one thing, but if my colleague will pitch the same thing to the man, he still doesn't understand it. But because a man said it to him, he said, yes, I want that. I see what you mean. Yeah, and, and it's yeah. something that happens all the time. And the reason why you're not seeing maybe as many women is because everyone who's holding the money and everybody who's investing in these projects are men. So slowly, as you know, I think the females are gaining their wealth and their 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 opportunities in the space. You're going to see a complete shift. It's it's right. inevitable. And by the way, adding to your point, so let's say if we're going back to the Board Ape Yacht Club, and let's say this is like a few years ago before it really took off and has become is super expensive. If let's say you know to the example before, if I'm hanging out with some of my guy friends, we're just you know watching TV, just drinking beer, maybe having a barbecue or something like that, and we're looking at Board Ape Yacht Club Club online before it you know before it exploded, and just because it's funny, you know, one of us or maybe all of us might just buy it. Because it's you know stupid you know because it's because because we derive some sort this of this is America, right? We oh, we always buy stupid shit, right? This right, is America, right. we're right. a consuming market. And I will say this, you know, on the flip side, you know, let's say an NFT art show or an NFT, let's say fashion show, let's say an NFT fashion show, for instance. Let's say that may not be my interest, but as a business model, it rationally makes more sense. So like in this space right now with female NFT artists and NFT designers, you know, doing things like a, you know, an NFT, um, you could say fashion show, that is actually a very logical and I think sustainable business model for like the future of this space and kind of going off of what you're saying, there's a lot of projects that have come out and they just nosedived. 
you know, ended up being garbage. And some of them were kind of copies of copies and things like that. So because you know, they were funny to you when you were sitting right. at your guys' night, but then they weren't funny anymore when they were right. hustles or right. you know what I mean? So this is what I'm saying. I think our female intuition, you know, is like, what yeah. the fuck is this? Like, I don't want to listen to this. You know what I mean? But on the other hand, if it was appealing to me or, or if I could see like the utility in it, right? Or the the upside in my investment in this and me spending my time on this, right? Is it going to expand my, my right. brain power? Am I going to get more educated about this world, right? Then right. yes, I would, I would focus and I would listen. It could be even the simplest thing. Like if you take, you know, I don't know if you've been partying a little bit in Decentraland and Sandbox, whatever. Look at my avatar. She's ugly. I don't like her. I don't want to be her. You know what I mean? But you have all of these amazing uh, uh, women who are designing, um, you know, these amazing dresses or shoes or accessories right. or whatever. Yeah, that's that's another step forward. That's something that I want to invest in. That's something that I want to be a part of. And then right. it makes my experience a little bit better. You know, I can see that dress. Wow, I like that. And then that's from Forever 21. Oh, I can get that at Forever 21. It's not even like a high-end designer. Cool, I like the way it looks. I'm gonna order it. Like, we have to understand that that this is the way you do business. That this yeah. is the way you market things. And yes, you know, I'm not trying to hate on like board apes or anything. I'm, I'm not. Well, please, you know, also the artist who drew them. She's a woman. But by the way, you don't even see her name anywhere ever mentioned. Like nobody even mentions her ever. I don't know why. Wow. Maybe we, maybe we can find out why. But I don't yeah, know if she maybe. wants to be anonymous or whatnot. And, and yes, also, there are. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, continue. And yes, there are. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm here in Miami. If you go over to Wynwood, you can see like artists have gone crazy over this. They've, you know, drawn it all over the walls. Right. Now they're creating like these, um, these like tool, these uh, tours with headsets where you can go walk around the Wynwood walls, right. and then you know people are creating like, uh, um, um, I don't know, like fast food chains off of this. So it's fine. I get that. But it also took them a while to even give people the rights to do that, right? Yeah, indeed. It's uh, it's just for comparison, for sake of comparison. And obviously, like, I think that this is a, a good topic, you know, to compare um, how this industry is going based off of which sex is dominating in it and the different roles and 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 how it's going to move in, in, in which way based off of that. So these are just perfect examples. Um and yeah, and, and, and I see this as, as a positive thing. You know, it, it started as one thing, but you can clearly see how fast um, it's shifting. Right. And, and, you know, I'll even say, too, you know, I would feel more comfortable whether this is, let's say, you know, in 42nd Street, Times Square, New York City or in a boardroom. I would actually feel better or more confident about pitching something like an NFT fashion show versus like Board Ape Yacht Club. So, you know, maybe this is going back to like intuition. Like if I had to choose between, let's say the, the women entrepreneurs idea about like, let's say an NFT metaverse fashion show versus like, let's say Board Ape Yacht Club before it exploded, I would say, listen, rationally, you know, this Board Ape Yacht Club, like who's gonna, who's really gonna get into this? Like, you know, and as far as let's say the fashion show, I could look at that and say, this, this is probably gonna be part of the future of this space. You know, this makes, logical sense 
But you know, I guess maybe back. But again, to your boys don't care about how you're right. going to be dressed when you the whole world sees you. But they right. care maybe that they could potentially maybe you know uh, maybe be on some yacht somewhere. Like, okay, right. you know, I'm also on that yacht. Hey, like, and if I right. want to, I can be on a yacht every day. So what? Like, want to see my boat outside? Cool. Like, it, it, it's just right. uh. You know, it's like that comparison that I always tell my husband. You know, people are always like, his friends are like, I'm going to take your husband to Vegas. I'm like, cool, go take him to Vegas. Like, you know, I, I'm a girl. Like, if I want to go to Vegas, like, I'll be down there, you know, with the DJ. I'll say hi to you. Like, right. you understand <laughs> right. there's a difference. Like, I don't need to pay for all of that. Maybe you do. Like, you know, the, the different yeah. things that, that that it's just you see. And you see the business right. model. And again, maybe if people would have would have seen it in the you know now instead of how where it's where it started where nft started they would they would second guess it right. um but i think also you know you learn from that and i think the fact that a lot of projects are taking their time they're building their network their communities and what they actually want to do and say and they're proving it yeah. and then yeah. launching the nfts yes i think that's the smarter way to do it and yeah. Yeah. And you know, I guess all, all of you guys paved paved the way for for these women to show you how it's done. So, right. I mean, listen, you you raise a lot of excellent points. And kind of going back to the example of, let's say, I had those two different pitch decks. If I was to go to my guy friends, I think nine out of ten of them would buy the picture of the monkey. Like, I'm not going to lie about that. They're just going to think it's funny. You know, whether you know, regardless of what we're doing. So it's this very weird you know, um, you know, dichotomy, like common sense would be like, okay, go with the NFT uh, metaverse fashion show. That is how you're going to most likely get professional investors. This is one that you can really explain and extrapolate on and really kind of build a real brand on it. And by the way, not to knock Board Ape Yacht Club, but part, no, of its no, appeal, just for the sake know, of part of its appeal is that it's kind of silly and ridiculous. You know what I mean? So I, I have no issue with silly, silly and ridiculous. And, and you see at the end of the day, like yeah. it's made a lot of people very wealthy. Okay. Yeah. And eventually now with what they're trying to do, you know, creating their own games, their own metaverse, right. that's fine. Um, and obviously they succeeded. Uh, I would say it's a lot of luck too. Um, and obviously they had the funding, you know, from, from all of these uh, celebrities endorsing them and et cetera, et cetera. But again, it started with, Whereas the opposite, right? Like if you see a, a, a fashion show metaverse, you can't see the value of that from the beginning, but from the board apes. So, you know, at a certain point now it's like hundreds of thousands, right? right. But right. when it was like 9,000 or 7,000. So as a man, you know, you see your friend and he's spending $9,000 on a picture. You're like, wow, he has a lot of money. Wow. What is he doing? I want to do what he's doing. Like, that's like the, the the male mentality, you know what I mean? And females don't think like that. It's not like, oh, wow, I, sh we appreciate fashion, you know? But it's not like, oh, wow, she has a Chanel bag. Like, what is she doing? It's like, hey, what is she working on? How can I do that for myself? Let's right. work together. Let's help each other. It's not like, oh, now I want to do that too. Like, I want to be just, you know what I mean? It's a right. no, absolutely. And, you know, what you're saying makes sense, so... To kind of ask a follow-up question, how do you think men and women approach cryptocurrency and blockchain similarly, and but also you know differently as well? Because you know you raise a lot of very very good points, especially as to you know things like intuition and the types of you know projects, and then you kind of see things like Board Ape Yacht Club, which you know has made many people 
you know, wealthy, but at the same time too, this is kind of like, you know, you could say just like stupid dude humor, you know, you know, it, it is fueled by that a lot. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how active you are on TikTok, but there's a few women on TikTok that they um, advise on crypto. And it's actually really cool, like, even the way they go about it. There's even one girl, and I kid you not, she is always right down to the T. I have to find her name because I follow her. She bases her um, investing, okay, mainly in, like, the main coins, Bitcoin, Ethereum, et cetera, on, like, the moon, (laughs) Oh, like moon phases and things like that? Yes. And I kid you not, she is right every single time. Wow. And it's insane. So, I mean, thinking of things that, talking about things that may sound ridiculous, but 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 look at the way that other people, you know, are, are investing. Or maybe they're looking at, at other things that, that, that the way that we currently invest, it doesn't make sense for, right? Yeah. I mean, most of the women, let's say, they don't invest in Dogecoin, right? or Shiba Inu or any of those, right? Most most of the time. Right. But they they maybe they they will say, okay, well, yeah, I'll invest a little bit in Bitcoin. Maybe I can't afford, you know, a whole Bitcoin, but I can see where this is going. I can see the utility of it. You know, Ethereum, I can see, or maybe uh, some of the other uh, protocols like Solana, for example, for those women that are, you know, in this space and they're building on it. Right. So they can see kind of where this is going, right? And they can see and, and, and make more logical um, investments. Some There are some women that I know that do dabble in NFTs, but I always see them also posting and saying, you know, hey, I bet my friend that this one's not going to have, you know, it's going to go down in value or this one's going to be like this. They know when to get in. They know when to get out. You can call it safer. You can call it whatever you want. But we think a little bit more logical. It's not like, um, you know, I get phone calls all the time from different men hey have you seen trump coin what's that coin like what do you think this is no get rich quick you know women don't think like that we think for the long term we always think for a rainy day like this is how we were taught this is what was passed us down from generations and you know now that beyond okay beyond nft web3 metaverse space we're also finally finding our own voices right and what does that even mean beyond the space, like as a woman, as what does that mean, uh, uh, the head of the house, right? Or as a mother or as, you know, choosing career over family, like all of these shifts are happening and it's, it's happening at the same time. And I feel like as we gain, you know, the knowledge and we get the platform and we get these jobs and opportunities and we're building, that's gonna change too. And so everything is shifting and, I see it just as a benefit, you know, for us um, in in everything. Right. And, you know, by the way, this is also to confirm your point. So I find Dogecoin very entertaining. A, I have a Shiba Inu, which is, you know, really the mascot. I bought bought Dogecoin, okay? But I'm just saying, like, still. Every time I see it, I can't help but smile. You know, I have a very, like, diverse portfolio. For me, it's more because my risk appetite allows that. Like, I just want to see. I like to see. I like to experience. And I, I allow myself to play with it. And this is also what I tell people. If you want to and you're curious, fine. But based on your risk appetite, decide. You know, you can either go the more strategic way or you can, you know, fuck around with it. Like, play around with it. Dabble. Put a little bit here. Whatever. Right. Wow. No, those are those are excellent points. And I have a question, too. So when it comes to your company, the Crypto Media Group, um, I take it you also have male students as well, correct? Or is it overwhelmingly female? 
no, it's uh, it's actually pretty equal. Um, okay. It's pretty so equal, yeah. What's the, I guess you could say, what's the difference in the way your female students approach your training modules and your services versus, let's say, male students and clients approaching this? You know, keeping keeping in mind all things being equal, both both women and male students are first time, you know, people in this space. Ego. Ego? Ego. Yeah. Women do not have an ego. We do not have shame to say, I don't understand this. Please teach me. Men have an ego. It's stopping yeah. you from advancing. You're well, like you're not asking for directions off, type of. Yeah, <laughs> you're showing off certain things that are not yeah. relevant in today's space. Like, it's just, for example, okay, I know certain people that are in this industry and they're backed by very big names. Do they know how to do their jobs properly? No. And it shows. And it's a shame because they get this huge following from, you know, all of their like, bromances or whatever you know all these people in finance wall street you right, name it right. because you know like they have this big name behind them but they can't yeah, really yeah. do their job um efficiently and i have a lot of women in the space especially you know i just did a um an nft course okay and yeah. when i get into the things that i teach i try and touch upon things that people don't really talk about or maybe um, we'll help them either, you know, close their, their sales pitch or whatever it may be. And that touches a little bit on, you know, maybe regulation, um, taxes, um, how yeah. to compare it to other products that are, you know, in, available now. And how do you yeah. get, you know, people to kind of move over and see the benefits. Um, and there's some very successful women in there. And they're telling me, you know, that's fine. I know everything you're saying. I understand NFTs. I just want to learn how to articulate things, how to explain them. Maybe your point of view, maybe I can learn something from you. They don't have an ego in saying that. I, yeah. I am in a high position, I'm already successful, but I'm gonna take the time, you know, not only to support you, but to also see if maybe, yeah, I can learn something. They yeah. don't have that ego. They don't have that, you know, know-it-all energy. And I'm yeah. not saying this just for, for all men, but just for the sake of, of comparison. Right. Um, and actually, to, to not sound so feministic on here, right? This is just obviously I'm throwing out points for right. the sake of, of observations. These are impressions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, there is a huge shift, and a lot of men, you know, are hiring maybe 50%, you know, women, and they are supporting all of these projects, and they do see, you know, obviously um, the potential of investing in, you know, one over the other. Um, so it's not to say that everything is like this. This is just, you know, in general, right? Um, so yeah, that, that I would say is the main difference um, between the two. And then also, again, when actually implementing, you know, certain products that I sell, right? So I'm big on real estate tokenization and I talk with, you know, old school developers or maybe, you know, when I teach about DeFi and, you know, I go to guys on Wall Street and, you know, they always try and compare and they don't understand a lot of things. But again, if, you know, my male colleague would explain to them, even if they didn't understand it, they would take it. And so I think like we need to break that wall down. It's OK to say that you don't know something yeah. or don't worry like that. Say, you know, it's that's an interesting point. I want to learn more. Can you send me and not just stop it? Because what happens is they'll brush you off and they'll tell you, OK, send it to me. Now, I'm very efficient. I send everything, descriptions, pricing plan, comparison, what the what the rate of this token was in the beginning. What was the ROI on it? Uh, examples from from, you know, their competitors, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They won't even read it because they know they don't understand it. 
So how can you advance in this world if you're not going to take the time to, you know, drop your ego, really get educated, but really get educated and allow yourself to, to, to be open to that, that possibility of what could happen, you know, what's the worst thing that could happen. So we'll work together. You know what I mean? We'll both be successful. Um, and that's something that you see is a, is a huge difference. And you see this even with married couples. Like this is something that, that I learned very early on, you know, even between me and my husband, like we're on the same team. It's not a competition. You know, you're not fighting over who is more successful. Like our marriage is the business. We both are successful and we're both bringing, you know, all of this to the table. And both sexes need to learn to work together and push things forward. Like it's not going to happen if not. And if it's not going to happen, then you're just going to see a bunch of women running this world. Like, sorry. You, You raised some excellent points. And as far as like ego... When you've, let's say, consulted with, you know, companies Fortune 500 or smaller, let's say within, you know, the financial industry, and you're talking about, you know, decentralization, blockchain, things like that, do women end up, I guess you could say, being influenced or affected by, let's say, some of the male ego that tends to kind of traditionally exist there, so to say? So if you're, you know, let's say if a lot of let's say a group of men, they have kind of the traditional chip on their shoulder. Let's just say maybe this is based on accomplishment or just by virtue of working on Wall Street. Let's say certain women who enter that space too, do they end up kind of taking on some of those qualities as well when you when you work with them too? Some yes, some some no, some leave and yeah. some do do better right what 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 they they saw and they fixed you know whatever they saw lacking in that space um and i think we see that a lot happen you see so many people leave um you know wall street and everybody now is an angel investor or you see you know all these women investing in these companies and it spans across anything not just crypto right Right, um so and then some of them you know like for me for example i use it to my advantage for me it, it fuels me like I, I, I want to get to that. I want to break that, that barrier. I want to, um, you know, do this whole, uh, uh, tango with them. Right? right. And if at the end of the day, they don't understand it. That's fine. Like they'll, you know, run their business. I'll run my business and, and right. it's fine. And we, we all move on. You can't please everybody. Right. And right. you also only have so many hours in a day. And there are enough people who are interested in this innovation um, to, to, to be, you know, present and to listen and to actually not be like that, not have that ego. Right, um, right. so what I do a lot of the times though, is, you know, I, I, I'm, I manipulate that a little bit. And sometimes I have to put my ego on the side and I say, you know what, I don't care because at the end of the day for me, I know this will make me successful. Fine. I'll send my, my male coworker. He can go do it. I know that I build the entire inf- infrastructure in the back. I'll put myself in the back. Sometimes when I consult for companies that I built everything in the back, they don't, I can't say my name even because I'm under an NDA. Right. But, but what, is, what, what does that even mean? How do we define success? Right? right. And that, that, that goes into a whole nother topic between men and women. How do we, how do we define success? Right. Um, so yeah, that, that would be my answer to, to that. Yeah. These are all excellent points. And in some instances, do you find it also easier to work with men as well. So let's say if we're going to take 
a generalized male psychology point of view, let's say if it's a male advisor, consultant doing what you do, maybe some men may take that as like, what? Does this guy think he knows more than me? This guy trying to tell me what to do? Is this guy, is this guy like, you know, being a little bit pretentious or something it's like that? It's actually funny that you say that. Your mouth, it's like, yeah. wow, she's very pleasant. She's it's very It's funny nice. that you like, say that. So in certain situations, in certain situations, again, I use that to my advantage. Yeah. So I think that's also, and that's just something to know in business and to understand yeah. the psychology behind um, who we are as people, who you're doing business with. And then again, I think the number one thing here is again, ego, like drop that ego, understand yeah. that this is to better your business. And how are you going to close that deal? Or how, how are you going to do right. that? Who cares who does what? Again, we are a team, right? We both have the same end goals. Like if we're both going to close this deal, we're both going to make money off of it. I mean, in most cases, right, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a combination. It's not like one, one or the other. You have a team. And so yeah, yeah. that's kind of the narrative that that we need to push forward. And, I, and I'm okay with that. And I understand that because that's the way that the world works. Yes, right. we are seeing a shift, but still, of course, if I have to close a deal and that means either me doing it or my, my you know, my colleagues doing it, then, then, then so be it. To tell you in general what I see that's um, that women, I think consultants are better at than male consultants, we're way more organized. We're yeah. way more efficient. It is what it is. Women, like that's how we were created. And this is how you guys were created, right? right. We can do several things at once where you guys can't. We will follow up on the emails. We will right. push things right. forward. We will be on your case, you know. Having that to, eye for detail and nuance for a lot of Yeah, the, that eye for detail, I think that that's what separates my type of consulting and what I do to other consultants. Like right, I'm so. not just looking to get you investors. That's not it. And, that, and, or I'm not just looking to be some sort of middleman. Like you get, you know, that full white glove service from the beginning to the end, whether I need to hold your hand, you know, but sometimes I do business with men who are, you know, 60 plus years old and they need that hand holding. For example, and 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 you know, in financial um, products where I have to market them and pitch them, like we have to think about it like that. Especially, you know, with regulation and different KYC procedures. How is that, you know, generation of men who have that ego? How are they going to perceive that? How are they going to take that? How are they going to go through that experience? How can we hold their hand? How can we listen to them? And that's something that I think men are lacking. You know, the listening. The, the, the attention to detail, what does my client want? And so I think, you know, that's, that's kind of an advantage for me um, right. is that I just do things more efficiently. And sometimes, unfortunately, I either have to stop working with someone or it takes me much, much longer to get a product to market because unfortunately, you know, my male client, for example, just doesn't move as fast. Right. And I, you know, I'm all over the place. Like, come on, let's, let's kill it. Right, um, so, yeah. Yeah. And maybe just to provide some nuance here. So let's say, you know, taking the example where let's say you're pitching to a boardroom and let's say if we have another example of, let's say, a traditional movie star looking alpha male, you know, I can think of many instances where people would rather hear you out than let's say the traditional alpha male movie star looking guy. And let's say all things being equal, you two are saying the same thing pitching the same thing might have to be because a you're a woman so i think a lot of times men will feel they can kind of you know lower the guard a little bit they might can kind of like relax a little bit and i think maybe the male tendency is like to compete so let's say the other guy too is like 
like, who, who does this guy think he is? Like, you know, and guys will kind of, it's something to just clam up, you know? In some cases, yeah. and maybe if you're on the same team and you're competing for something, or, you know, if it, actually I see that a lot when it has to do with um, money, right? So it's funny because that's kind of how I started in the payments industry. Um, and then obviously utilizing um, blockchain technology, Bitcoin, um, right. in order to, you know, transfer funds on a global scale, much cheaper, much faster. Yeah, and it yeah. was funny because when I would have male clients, like they felt safer putting their money with a woman than they did with a male because they thought the male was going to try and, you know, fuck them over and, and right. steal their yeah. money or maybe charge them higher. Whereas maybe they thought I didn't understand as much, or I was like, not as smart. So I wouldn't even think about that, but whatever, I don't care. You know, I ended up, getting that client i ended up you know holding their funds managing their funds etc cetera, etc cetera. so again no ego i'm taking right. it to my advantage and i think that right. that's something that we should um learn from for now until everything kind of 100 shifts is that both females and males should you know drop their egos understand that this is business right. Right. and understand how to utilize these things and this goes also for how you're going to market your project, right? Or whatever you're working on or your company um, or your product. We always need to keep these things in mind. Um, right. Those yeah. are those are excellent points you raised. And then let's say on the flip side of that, what about, you know, women to women competition? So this is anecdotal, but I think it might shed some light on a few things. So for some of my close friends, colleagues, confidants, let's say they're either in Wall Street or Silicon Valley, you know, somewhere that is very high pressure, you know, you could say highly competitive, and it involves, let's say, pitching, you know, various services to different clients. I will have some of, let's say, my female confidants, friends, colleagues tell me that it is actually much easier dealing with men on average. Now, like I said, this is completely anecdotal, but they'll tell me about some of the kind of the, you could say, passive aggressive or indirect kind of female headbutting where they would say to me anyway you know men like if if they don't like they're just more they're just more blunt about stuff so to say like these are kind of things i hear at times too so i was yeah. kind of touch light on that yeah and, and and again okay utilize that right understand that yeah. we both both sexes think differently and know right. how to utilize that and use it to your advantage i yeah. know today what I will say to a woman and what I will say to a man. And those will be two different things. And right, maybe right. sometimes I have to get my more, like get more into my masculine, you know, when I talk to certain men and have that kind of like, you right. know, that tango with them, like, like speak to them in, in language that they understand. Right. In order to, to bring them in closer to me. And if it's a woman, then okay, then maybe I'll cater to that. And women also have some sort of ego, right? And to tell her, yes, I value you. Yes, I hear you. Yes, et cetera, et cetera. And sometimes I would have to say, even if I knew I knew better, shut my mouth. You know, I was in a, I was in a meeting last week and I literally had to bite my tongue and shut my mouth. You know, someone, someone who was at like a very senior position who's marketing for a publicly traded company. And, you know, she tried to pitch something to me and I, I was like, I, I can't believe she's saying this to me. You know what I mean? But sometimes you have to shut your mouth uh, for the good of, of, of whatever you're trying to achieve and right, just right. do better and show up better. And it is what it is. I mean, on both sides, 
you're always going to have, you know, call it healthy and healthy competition, whatever it is. And yeah, some things maybe might be difficult to do with women. But I think if you are smart about things and if you understand the psychology behind the way each sex thinks, then you'll know how to navigate um, that situation. But again, um, I think this is something that and I see this a lot specifically with women who are already in tech or are already at senior positions like between each other. And for me, like, it's a bit of a mix, right? And I actually, my focus is more on women who are not from the tech space, not from Silicon Valley. Um, And then again, they're either already in the space or trying to get into the space. And it's a bit of a mix. And then the ones who are at these senior positions, but within you know, let's say like a securities lawyer for security tokens uh, or security token offerings, et cetera. Like, obviously she wants the business. She wants to be in the space. So she's not going to try to to play that game with me. You, you understand? Sure. Uh, um, it's again, it, it all comes down to what are you trying to achieve? What do you want? And how to utilize basically those basic, um, I guess, traits right of each sex um and use that to your advantage in business and it's always good to have a strategy and kind of keeping those considerations in mind you know depending on you know depending on your audience so i think you provided some very practical you know down to earth you know advice on that so i I really do appreciate that um moving forward can you talk about your nft project um so yeah so i'm the head of the crypto academy uh for the women all-stars nft um, this is a project that again, I think are, they're just doing it right. Um, the NFT hasn't launched yet, but everything that stands behind the project, which is basically getting all of these, uh, female founders funding, right. And creating this DAO, um, and to be able to have all of these projects be funded. Um, and these projects are all, um, very relevant or solving a lot of issues in the space, um, and even like just just between us as, as the women in it that are in it, um, the, the interaction and the positivity and the assistance and the help um, yeah, that we yeah. cut and support that we give each other. And these are women that, again, some are you know already in the space, some are not at all. Um, and the support that we give each other in a really non-judgmental way. Yeah, yeah, I think is so different, you know, than I see all of the other projects um, that have come up. I mean, obviously, it's great to say, yeah, you have a, an NFT that's run by a woman and it's right. et cetera, et cetera. But what does that really mean? Right. And are we really trying to work towards um, this shift and this change? And are we really supporting each other and not being catty, like you said? Um, and this is why I like this project. Um, the founders are um, an amazing team of young women. Uh, very successful. And again, you see how efficient they are, how fast they push things. Um, last week, uh, they were displayed, you know, in Times Square, you know, and the, the NASDAQ uh, uh, billboard. Right. Like, that's huge. <laughs> that's huge before you even launch, you know, your actual um, project. Um, and we discuss topics like what we're talking about right now. Um, again, there's no bullshit. It's just yeah, building yeah. and working and pushing each other forward. And it's not about this like ego or competition. It's right. here's yeah. what I have. What do you have? How can we help each other? If you don't understand something, let's talk about it. Let's educate. Let's get you in the space. 
what can you offer? Where can I place you? Have you heard you know, about such and such? Do you have connections here? Here's a discount code. I mean, right now is Miami Tech Month. You should have seen like in an instant, we had like a full list, all of the events, the discount codes. I'm gonna be a part of this. I'm speaking at this. Like, this is what we're building. This is a, a, a project that I feel you know, so happy that I'm part of every single day. I, it's not like, you know, in typical pro projects where you're going into the discords, you're trying to keep up with the Twitter, or like you're part of the WhatsApp and you're like, oh, another message. Like every time I open my phone, I'm excited. Like everything I read is like this person advancing this person or here, you know, again, like I said, in, in the metaverse fashion week. So, you know, some of the, the, the creators were there. Here, send me your wallet. Here, I just sent it to you. Oh, I can't find the room that I'm in. Like everything is, but everything flows like, efficiently you know how, how yeah, women yeah, know yeah. how to do um and and yeah and it's a great project we also have men in there um that are also you know building within the space and are very supportive um and so it's 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 a really great project um i can send it to you guys or you or, yes, or you can post it yeah, i can do anything um, to promote it or post it on uh, my social media handles i'd be more than happy to yeah that's awesome. And can you talk a little bit about Women in Blockchain, the organization you're a part of, and you know, talk about maybe some of the, uh, you know, some of the, you know, some of the, I guess you could say, the overall mission, objectives, and accomplishments so far. So again, I think Women in Blockchain is focused on educating women. Right? It's by the women who are already in the space, and yeah, then going yeah. and educating the women who are trying to break into the space. Um, it's also, you know, showing them the way to financial freedom, um, how to invest. And basically, um, for me, you know, again, I, I know this conversation makes me sound like super feminist, but it's not really, no, you know, it's not really, it's not really the, the, the intention. And usually, you know, this is not the things that I, that I, that I kind of talk about and, and present, but, um, but basically pushing women into the space with all the support that they need. Um, and doing so in a way by by giving them, you know, the terminology or showing them how things work, how to open a wallet, how to exchange funds, how to do all of these things so that they can also have a seat at the table. Because why shouldn't they? There is no. There are people who have been in the space for, again, maybe six months. And before that, men, for example, okay, they were selling air conditioners before. And now they're like the number one uh, NFT consulting agency, right? Six months, six That's months. Crazy. Yeah, and they're sitting in Bali drinking coconuts, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but but that's, 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 yeah, that's a pretty, pretty, that's a pretty, it's pretty good. Yeah, that's excellent. Um, and, and so and so I'm saying, you know, if they can do it, I mean, we, we all can do it. And right. and again, like I see these women, they come already either from a marketing background or a financial background or, or whatever it may be, even if I don't know, she has a, I have a, um, a client and she has a bikini line. And, you know, and her husband is in uh, real estate um, and he and they wanted to create basically this like NFT project, that's sort of a membership uh, uh, yeah. uh, tool. And then they have like a space and it's going to be like a, a, a Soho house for like all of these people to come and, you know, and, and mingle and talk business or whatever or exchange all for the fashion industry. So it's like. You know, it doesn't matter what you have. It doesn't matter how, how much experience you had or which industry you're in. You can take your bikini line and yeah, you could do an uh, uh, NFT-based membership. Why not? Right, yeah. Why not? If other people are doing it, right? If people are spending just 
money on doodles or whatever it may be, then, then yeah, why not? Um, and that's kind of what I'm trying to push forward with women in blockchain. Education, education, and more education. And yeah. that's, that's the main thing uh, for me, as well as saying, yeah, hey, here's an industry, and these are the women that are a part of it. And then you see, like, if you look at the women who classify themselves as women in blockchain, they're all killing it. So yeah. honestly, I'm happy to have that title. That's awesome. And, you know, and by the way, I really enjoy and agree with the initiatives and you could say the purpose and beliefs behind your projects. I think what happens is, and this is, you know, even just as a practical matter, if you have an organization or a company and you make it a practice, whether consciously or unconsciously, to hire and promote people that look and act exactly like you, you end up creating an echo chamber and you otherwise also exclude people who have a tremendous amount of talent and that is untapped talent you're not realizing or harnessing. So, you know, for instance, if let's say, you know, hypothetically, if I only hired, you know, guys like me from New York and New Jersey, you know, that is the only perspective I'll be getting. And, you know, you tend to have more things like, um, you know, sycophancy, yeah, this, this like yes men type of thing too. You know, so, you know, there's going to be this reluctance to, let's say, provide or throw something creative or abstract in there. So, you know, but this happens all the time. Yeah. And then even if they do decide that they're going to be some diverse company and they hire, then you have, you know, all of these board members and they run the show and they don't give a shit. And so right. this is the number one problem with, you know, all of these companies. But obviously the way that. Um, I guess the, the American business model is, is made uh, to be when you already have money and you have companies. I mean, that's basically what's going on in, in, right. this, in, in this financial area. They don't really care. I mean, you see today products that I know are maybe not as good or maybe not even going to be relevant, but they got valued at $5 billion and they went public and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they don't really care. They don't care about the diversity. They don't care about changing anything. They want all of the same people because that's how they see the finance world. That's how they see business. That's how they see investing. And right, again, right. like it or not, here you have, you know, base changing, changing the game, right? They right. came in, you own base overnight millionaire. We airdropped you some tokens. Right. But you know, on the it goes against side, all of the all of the classic rules, right? Of of how yeah, to yeah. scale your company, right? You're absolutely right, and I, I think also to add to that, I think many companies have also failed because all they did was same old, same old. Let's get the same exact people with the same personalities and same backgrounds. You know, come on in, and you know, like I said, what happens is you end up developing blind spots from that. So you know, the fact of the matter is, if you end up having this homogenous or this homogeneity of just same people, same beliefs, you know, um, you know, same feelings about things, you develop these very glaring blind spots, you know, and these small details are the things that could ruin departments, ruin careers and ruin, you know, companies. So I would say to anybody doing something of, su of substance, being an enterpriser in this space, there has to be a value on the, you know, diversity of experience, diversity of location, diversity of culture, because, you know, maybe some people might write this off like as, you know, lip service, but having these diverse backgrounds, especially having a woman's perspective or women's perspective 
these are also going to be the wells that you're going to derive talent that may not otherwise be known or harnessed. You know, you'll be able to have access to different experiences and perspectives, not otherwise, you know. Not we're, otherwise we're creators by nature, you know. Right. People, should, people should listen to us. We raised you. We raised you. <laughs> we created right. you. You are who you are because of us. So it's, it's not right. going to hurt right. to also un understand that, utilize that, use that. Right. That's, that's, you know, that's the kind of uh, um, mindset that people should should kind of go into when, right. when, when doing right. business. And, you know, there is, you know, something to be said about that, you know, classic, you know, saying or, you know, aphorism or proverb, you know, a woman's touch. You know, there is, you know, some substantive history and truth to that. And I think that is that goes to like the skill set that goes to the ability to see nuance and you know details and also kind of you could say the finesse of dealing with situations too so let's say you know if you have two guys trying to let's say if you have you know in a generic sense two guys who don't like each other they're trying to get get through it they may either yell or just go outside and beat the shit out of each other you know so to say you know those are often like two very very common you know scenarios and you know often you can see this at bars or clubs it's usually like you know like a girlfriend or the wife that ends up kind of like breaking up things you know i've seen that you know, you know many times as well kind of let's say the woman coming in as the mediator conciliator the arbitrator of you know some of these you know situations as well so you know if you have let's say a room full of just let's say hot-headed guys trying to do a project you know there are situations where by the way even just a traditional situation that may end up not going the way everybody wanted there might be competition People might just be ignoring small details. You know, people might just be acting on impulse. Like, dude, that's funny. Dude, that looks so awesome. Let's go in that direction. And then nobody, nobody freaking buys it. You know what I mean? So, and you know, it's funny because in a lot of industries, you know, especially because I'm a father, I have a four-year-old, you know, a lot of things are geared towards women and children as far as branding and products, you know, so to say, you know. How so big are, are those industries? Children, beauty, right? For example, we can sell more to you. Can sell more to us than we can to you. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, I think the evidence. Besides, like financial yeah. instruments and investing, which that's like basically what was labeled as a you know male, right? Right. right. What else can I sell you, Viagra? Like, what can I sell you? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what can I sell you? Even right. like the shopping experience for for males, like. You guys don't give a shit, you know what I mean? You want your, you don't, you don't want to spend all this time online. Like it's not right. for you. We can totally use like all of what you know right. we want to do and have and grow. Like we're where the money is at. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean like, like I said, you know, facts point that way. Yeah, sure. You know. And by the way, this is a more or less a little known fact, kind of an obscure fact. So I'm a huge history nerd, and I love you know. I love, you know, all types of history, including military history as well. So, you know, um, the most manufactured and common gun in the world is the AK-47. You've seen it in movies. You've seen it in World War II, used in throughout conflicts, throughout the Cold War, and even today. So when Kalashnikov first created this rifle that ended up being the most common gun used in the world, his factory, he only hired female workers to do it. So he's been interviewed by, you know, many media publications, both in the West and in the East, both in the U.S. and in Russia, you know, Eastern Bloc states in Europe. 
And he said this, and I'm paraphrasing. So this is the Spark Notes version. But he mentioned that the only reason, the reason why he hired only female workers to work in the, you could say, the Kalashnikov AK-47 factory assembling these guns, because he believed that women, they they were the only ones that had the intuition, the touch, the, the, the dexterity, and kind of the motor skills to find money printing. Find what about money printing? Right. Same thing. To to assemble Same these thing. actually. You know, because, you know, it's an, it was a very, very important, you know, weapon for the army. And, you know, a lot of times they needed to be produced in mass without fail, without mistake, you know, for various, you know, you could say different conflicts between like. Even, even, in, even in World War Two, like I can yeah. tell you, yeah. I know, like my, my, my great grandmother, for example, which that's actually why she survived, you know, concentration camp, because. That basically the Germans decided, you know, the, all of the bullets, all of the, you know, the weapons right. and everything. They just gathered all the women, and all of the women did that. And that's well, I, didn't what they, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and wow. and it wasn't men. They didn't choose the men. They chose right. the women, and that's what kept her alive. They had to feed them. They had to have them work. Um, and, wow. and that's basically what, what saved her. She also knew a little bit of German. So so, but but it was the women. It was not right. the men who were who were doing this. Um, and I think also like mentally like mentally we are stronger in, in in certain areas like think about the things that we have to go through i even just say yeah. like childbirth right like right. Yeah. like mentally you know there's a there's a difference also um in in that so what can we handle right okay we right. may be more dramatic but we can handle a lot more and sometimes we can think more rationally right not go and beat the shit out of somebody for example right Oscars weekend. Oh yeah, just like last night with Will Smith and Chris Rock. Yeah, you know, you know, I I don't think anything like that has ever developed between two female celebrities and actors attending that event or winning. Not that I know of anyway. I can't. Women can get gaddy too, but you know, for the sake of comparison. Sure, but you know, these are very practical. You know examples of how these skill sets exist and how these skill sets can be of you know great benefit and in fact for the longest time and if not it might still be the case but at the Kalishnikov factory where they make these they continue the practice of hiring only female um you know artisans and you know gunsmiths essentially to assemble and you know create these guns and like i said it ended up being the most widely produced widely manufactured and widely you know you could say bought you know by nations you by know the way, what else because world. because you know I, I was in the military i served in the idf and there is oh yes i saw so there's a there's actually a unit um that's created of like all of these badass women because one of our jobs in the in the military is actually the the shooting instructors are are women right okay the shooting instructors are women in like in in the first basic training for whichever unit that you're in and so they created a unit um separately like of all of those girls and they go to all the gun shows and they're the ones who are showing the men how to use the guns, how to load them, how to unload them, how to use it safely, how to shoot, how to aim. Women. Right. Showing right. men who want to buy the guns. Right. So, right. you know, it's. And you know, uh, you know, even adding to that, and by the way, I want to ask about your uh, IDF experience in a moment, but there was a study done years ago about first time firearm users. So, essentially, having a group of men and a group of women use a pistol and fire at a target. 
So after that test was done, and I'll see if I can find it for you later, on average, when they did the averages between the participants, the women scored much higher than men first time users of, let's say, the pistol. And, you know, part of it had to do with motor skills. You know, part of it had to do with, um, you could say, uh, perhaps intuition and analysis and, and, and things like that. So, you know, just to give you an example, you know, by hiring more of the same, if it ends up kind of being a good old boys club, you're missing out and you're not extracting and you're not realizing or otherwise enjoying the, you know, array of different talents, experiences, skill sets um, that could really be, you know, of, of help. Because if you think about it this way, whether it was, you know, whether it was, let's say, the Kalishnikov factory or, you know, the tragic example of what your grandmother had to go through, you know, um, but let's say if we use, by the way, even in the United States. So, um, you know, during, I guess you could say the military industrial buildup, you know, that was the time when they started using female, you know, artisans and smiths and factory workers to create tanks, create missiles, to create guns. You know, we even did it here in the United States. So if we're to take our country as an example, what if we did not have that type of assistance or help, you know, during, you know, during that time? Think about it. What if we did not have a skill force that a labor force that could assemble I'm talking about the fighter, the fighter jets, I'm talking about the tanks, the machine guns, the grenades, these here in the United States were all being done by the women labor force that went into these factories, you know, all across, all across America to create these things. So if this was not, if this was not the case and we did not have that could, how, how would have world war two turned out differently? So to say, I mean, would fascism, for instance, still be reigning supreme with either somebody like a Hitler or one of his, you know, successors? Like all these things, all these little details matter, especially when it comes to logistics. Being able to produce armor, armaments, equipment. Have you seen how badass the women in Ukraine are right now? Like, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's just that in itself. Like they're, right. you know, they're like Miss 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 uh, Universe or Miss World or whatever. Right. She's like out there, they're gun, like right. fighting. No, no, you know, she didn't take any shit. So right, yeah, yeah, with, fully armored with you know with with the various you know rifle or, or machine gun on. Yeah, I saw I saw the you know I saw the pictures. So you know, I would say, hey, listen, gentlemen, you know, let's uh, let's broaden the hiring pool. And let's have a broader and bigger set of open eyes, you know, when when doing things. So, you know, there's plenty of you know examples, especially like you just mentioned, you know, so to say as as well. So I think we should all keep that in mind. And I think we should all add that to our core when trying to build an industry, you know, and, you know, and, you know, listen, if you look at the United States, you know, one of the things that we greatly enjoyed and benefit from was really that victory in World War II. So you can think about how badly things would have went if that was not the case. And I'm sorry, but when it comes to, let's say, traditional war as it was in those days, logistics, production of armaments is, is the core of, of, let's say, the result of a battle, the result of a skirmish. More than that, we held down the fort, so you actually right. had something to come back to. Right. So think about that, because we are also the driving force and what keeps you going, because what is... What does a man who's fighting think about? What keeps him going? His wife, yeah. his kids, 
Thinking about right? him, his wife. Otherwise, he has nothing to come back to. He's just going to die. He's going to give up. Right. He has nothing to come back to. We're right. the reason for everything. And the sooner, you know, the world understands that, we'll have, be a better place. I mean, you, right? What, what, what do you, what, the way you learn, the way you process things, the way you handle your emotions. Who taught right. you that? Your mother. Right. She raised you. And everything that you see today about how to raise children, like, the woman is the one who basically, right, she's right. the one who, who who teaches you that, who shows you that through her love, through her nurturing, through through the way she educates you. Did she block you off from certain things? Did she did she expose you to certain things? You are who you are because of that person. Sure, absolutely. So that's that's like the to to, to end all of it. That's that's right. the bottom line, right? Right, and you know to add on to that, you know, talking about let's say you know introducing and enabling you know more inclusion of women in the web3 and blockchain space you know a lot of things we do in life are connected so could you talk about your experience in the idf because often you know whenever there is publicity or you know coverage of the idf more often than not you always see women and in particularly very beautiful women they're the ones with the rocket launchers they're the ones with the machine guns you know and by the way um anybody who's a student of history modern or you know or otherwise um the idf is one of the most professional serious competent fighting forces in the entire world and in fact even the u.s we had to deal with a lot of shit, so we had a lot of practice right. <laughs> even the u.s military has had to learn and kind of adapt and adopt well, some the of u.s these military my friend does not fight on their own uh, uh homeland so right. Yeah, that's, if you, if you can talk about that as well, because I would imagine um, probably about what half half of the idea has to be women, because everybody has to do. Some it's sort mandatory, of right? Because it's, it's mandatory. mandatory. Yeah, if you can you talk about you don't that. have a yeah you don't you don't uh, have a choice. I mean, you can do some sort right. of like volunteer work. For me, actually, I grew up in the states, um, but I've I volunteered um, and then you know drafted. So like after yeah. high school, I I could have not gone because I was in the states, but I decided to move back and to um, enlist. Um, right. I was in a, um, like an elite foreign affairs unit um, working with officers that are really high ranked. Um, so when you reach like a certain um, a certain level in the army and all all of the armies all across the world, you have to do a degree in uh, national security and foreign affairs. Um, and basically Israel decided to invite all of these officers from around the world to come and do that um, right. in Israel. Um, so that they could actually see, you know, how our how our military works, what's really going on, to understand the conflict, to see, you know, the beauty of the country, and 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 not view it from the outside from a you know propaganda or anti-Semitic right, right. uh, uh, right. uh, goggles, right? Um, and I was basically working close um, with all of these foreign officers and helping them and guiding them and traveling with them, and basically I was the you know, the representative um, for showcasing like all of the wonderful things that our, our military had to offer yeah. uh, and our country had to offer. Um, so yeah, so it was it was an amazing experience. Obviously, I also did basic training. I also shot, you know, AK-47s. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how good I was. But also, you know, you're like laying down, you're like 20 women shooting, bullets right. are flying everywhere and you can't hear anything. And so you don't know when to go. You're scared one girl's going to turn around and go like this. Um, so yeah, I don't know how good I was on my first try, but, but yeah, there are also women who, um, that is their job. I have a lot of friends who they taught, um, the men how to shoot. 
Um, and again, it's I think it's the the paying attention to the minor details. Um, yep. And also, it's just that that intuitiveness within us, um, how to teach, how to create, right? It's just the way we were made, right? Right. And I would say, you know, ladies and gentlemen out there, if you're especially listening to, you know, this part of the conversation, you know, and by the way, I can't stress this enough, um, you know, whether you're a student of history or really just a casual viewer of the news, the IDF is one of the most elite professional um, militaries in the entire world. And you also have to remember half of it is comprised of women because everybody has to do mandatory military service in Israel. So think about this. Many skills in life are transferable. So whether this is like, you know, web free and blockchain, think about the skill sets and abilities and experiences you're missing out because, you know, people, whether consciously or unconsciously are creating kind of these echo chambers and little, you know, and little clubs of sorts, you know, just, you know, having and just associating with the same kinds of people. So by the way, and it's a team effort. Yeah. Like for example, okay, you have the soldiers who are male soldiers who are standing at the borders, right? But yeah. you have yeah. the females who there with their eyes on the camera, right? They have shifts of 24 hours. Okay. You know how difficult it is to watch oh, yeah. a field with nothing going on for 24 hours to see movement, to see what's going on. They will literally decipher, they decipher like what, what, what happens? You know, they if they if they miss something, that's it. It's game over. But if they find something, you know what I mean. So it's it's that working together. It's not yeah. a, 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 a one against the other. Again, it's this, this conversation is just to open things that are that are very taboo or like things that are not talked about. But it's not meant to come across in like a feministic way. It's basically sure. to say to both sides of the party, we can market you know, different products to different genders, right? And that's what we've been doing for years. Again, maybe I'll market, you know, board apes mainly to men, but I'll market, you know, a for something for the beauty industry or whatever to women. And that's fine. And that's who we are. And that's okay. Those are our likes. Those are our differences. But how do we work together and benefit, you know, from each other, from our knowledge and, and, and to advance that? And again, this is something that we are seeing um, in, in this web three, right? In this new world that, that we're all creating. So, I think what I, what I described is a lot of things that I see are, are, are yeah, some of them are still happening, right? And, and, and it is what it is because you deal with different generations uh, who have different, uh, I guess, generational trauma or their experience. And some of them, you can't even blame them because that's how the world was at the time. But moving forward, um, I am seeing very much the change. Um, and again, I educate for both men and women. My clients are both men and women and I work with them together. And it's just keeping in mind, again, all of those things and how to utilize that. Um, and as long as you're open and you don't have an ego, then you will be successful and you will flourish in this space. I agree. So final question to uh, an, an otherwise awesome episode. What do you have planned for 2022, whether it's for, you know, women in blockchain or, you know, your, or your other projects? So, you know, talk about maybe some of the milestones that you want to hit this year. Um, I would love, love, love um, to do an only women uh, um, panel or event, um, but on a, on a really big scale, um, yeah. you know, like think like Bitcoin conference kind of scale, right. um, but where the event is not just to say here, we're having an event and here's a bunch of people at the top and you don't understand anything. You know, yeah. like I yeah. see a lot in the women in tech space. It's to bring people who don't understand to actually have them go through 
these like uh, um, I guess mini courses, right? And have these these programs where we work together, where we sit, where they can ask those questions. Maybe maybe those those they feel dumb questions, right? We can open wallets together. We can buy the NFTs together. We can explore right. metaverses together. We can explore financial products together. We can you know without giving any investing advice, but but give them some sort of uh, understanding of this world and really how they can utilize that. That would be you know my dream. Right now I'm working towards that by again. Um, taking all of my, my educational content um, and putting that into specific industries. So yeah. um, I also uh, am, I basically just signed with one of the biggest brokerages in the world. Um, awesome. You'll see you'll see that announcement uh, hopefully later this week um, to Excellent. basically, yeah, educate all of their agents um, on how to even get into um, this world, right? Whether it be the simplest thing as, you know, maybe brokering like uh, crypto deals, um, how, how to transact with crypto, what that means uh, from a regulatory perspective, a tax perspective, et cetera, et cetera, like giving them that entire toolbox on, on how to even utilize that um, to real estate tokenization, like uh, uh, security token offerings, um, to uh, selling uh, real estate in the metaverse. That's something that's big. Um, so that's something that this year I'm like so blessed that I'm that I'm able to do. Um, again, push these um, these projects, and then um, I also have my own platform um, that's launching for real estate tokenization, um, which basically I'm building all of the financial. Um, background um, in the back all of the on-ramp off-ramp so um, being able to provide you I think um, that's something that I'm big on is that we see all of these like secondary uh, marketplaces um, even it, like OpenSea for example or whatever it may be but if you um, had the option to have every single type of on-ramp right not just credit card or 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 one specific type of crypto so you should be able to have all the different type of options at a cost you know, something that's cost effective, right, is not super expensive. But then if you also want the off ramp, so why do you need to be banked like like regularly? If 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 OpenSea can issue you, you know, a, a, an IBAN, right, where you can then or maybe have a debit card attached to that or a credit card attached to that or where else in the world maybe do you want uh, um, that money? You know, maybe maybe you have a business here or or wherever um so the entire suite of services um i think that that's something that's gonna really change um this space and i think is going to bring you know more mass adoption um and better uh, end user experience uh so that's something that i'm working on um and yeah um just just keep pushing <laughs> Yeah. Every day, every day, uh, every day, it's a you know another project, another thing. So it's it's never a dull moment, um, and I meet a lot of amazing people in the space. Um, and so uh, yeah, I, I love I love what I do. Um, I really that's do. awesome. Well, I gotta say, Sharon, it was an absolute pleasure having you come on to the show today, and also provide your you know perspective on a lot of these you know practical you know realities. You know, and I would preface this to anybody viewing: this isn't an anti male so to say you know diatribe no, no. from sharon but the fact of the matter is listen as far as viewers it was just to get people thinking right, right. about so it think, but also we're all adults here we can all understand nuance we can all understand yeah. context so sometimes if you need to make a point you can't dance around it you have yeah. you have to be very blunt sometimes you got to come in like a sledgehammer and you know listen you know let's all have a thicker skin when we're listening to other people and let's also not assume that everything comes from a bad place so you know some of the some of the topics that were covered 
you know, or understand okay. where it comes from, right? What? Understand who's the person in front of you, who you're talking Absolutely. to, why they think that way. Absolutely. You know, you got to remember, there's always a person behind that perspective. And, you know, to be honest, like nine out of 10 times, there's really no malice behind it. You know, you need to be able to speak freely to make a, uh, a good point. And if you're able to make a good point, you can come up with solutions on that. And I have to say for today, Sharon, you made an incredible array of good points that both men and women really need to be conscious of, you know, in, you know, either this Web3 blockchain space or just, you know, anywhere, you know, anywhere in life. So listen, like, I'd love to have you come back onto the show in a few months and maybe talk about where, you know, how some of these projects are coming along too. And of course, I'd love to have a separate conversation on uh, your experience in the IDF as well. You know, I love stories and, you know, think, you know, listening to things like that as well. So yeah, Definitely. that would be awesome. But anyway, Sharon, again, thank you very much for coming on today. I really do appreciate it. It's very, very enriching, you know, and listen, I think you hammered the point quite nicely. I, I'm glad well, I'm, I'm glad really, it came really out that it. way. And I'm glad that we have this platform, you know, where we're different of the different sex, right? And we can right. kind of hash that out and discuss topics um, that most people don't even want to get into. And it's okay to discuss that and it's okay to be okay with it. Um, and see how we grow from this, right? I mean, you can't grow without discussing, you know, all of the pain points. Um, right. So I hope that a lot of people will listen to this and will learn from this. And maybe it is going to change something and they're going to go home and they're going to appreciate right. their wives some more. <laughs> they're going to appreciate right. their coworkers some more. Or they're going to, you know, tell their daughter, hey, get into, you know, the blockchain space or maybe Absolutely. you can do this. So, Absolutely. Yes. And, you know, and, and I say this to anybody, too. I said, what's more important right now, your feelings or the lesson to be learned? Always. It should I be mean, the we lesson. both have four-year-olds, so I think we know how hard it is oh, yeah. to contain feelings, oh, yeah. right? On Absolutely. both sides, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, uh, you know, there's always, you know, something to be learned. And, you know, often in life, the, the best medicine, you know, tastes bitter, you know? So, listen. It's, it's a very, very small price to pay for knowledge. So always go for knowledge. 100%. So I'll, I'll end it on that. Sharon, like I said, I had a great time today. I'm glad we got to hash these out. I'm glad you got to swing the hammer on these things. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes, you know, when people say things, you kind of dance around it. You know, it, the point's not made and, you know, nothing changes. You know, if you want progress, things have to change. And sometimes you have to say it as it is, unfiltered and as raw as possible. 100%. Awesome. Appreciate it, All Sharon. Right. Take All care. Right. Thank you, everyone. Bye. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.